Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Despite continued pressure from on-the-go lifestyles that dominate today's culture and have fueled the rise of convenience foods and packaged snacks and quick-service restaurants, New research shows that many consumers are beginning to shun these options and instead are favoring more home-cooked meals. The Benenson Strategy Group's 2017 Food Attitudes and Behaviors Report found 77% of consumers strongly agree that they almost always prefer a home-cooked meal to a restaurant meal. In addition, the survey of 1,500 adults nationwide found nearly twice as many consumers eat home-cooked meals than restaurant meals on a regular basis. Notably, this holds true even for lunch, which for most people is a time that they're dashing out to grab something fast. But 82% of respondents are eating home-cooked lunch at least weekly, while only 44% ate at quick-service restaurants and 31% grabbed pre-made food from a grocery store, according to the survey. To find out what's behind this shift and what it means for food and beverage manufacturers, I chatted with BSG managing partner Danny Franklin, who attributed the change to consumers' failing trust in so-called big food and a desire to eat fresh, wholesome options and ingredients that they can both pronounce and customized to fit their unique dietary needs. We're living in an age of very low trust. Um, People are more skeptical of big institutions, and large food companies uh, are a part of that. Um, We're seeing um, a a slow erosion in the trust and favorability towards large food companies across the board, including uh, uh, CPG companies as well as restaurant uh, chains. Um, And where that leads people is this desire for greater control, greater transparency, um, greater perception of authenticity. So um, we're seeing an increased interest in uh, foods that that, that can advertise themselves as like no sugar added, Um, and and certainly the trend towards an aversion of of artificial ingredients, preservatives, um, that's continuing and picking up steam. Um, You know, people are are looking for something a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say it's health-focused because um, people's uh, behaviors aren't, uh, consistent with um, health being the, you know, the, the the dominant interest. In fact, when we ask a whole set of different attributes about food uh, and ask what's most important to them, um, the number one and number two uh, food attributes that are most important to them are it's delicious and fresh. Um, and neither of them necessarily uh, have to deal with uh, healthy. Um, healthy falls down the list, in fact. Um, but what they're looking for is something that I think is you know maybe more broadly understood as sort of healthfulness, like the the perception of a of a wholesome life, um, and and that's one in which they have you know great greater control over the ingredients and the foods that they're eating, how it's put together, when they're eating, what what the context is um, for for their meals and and snacks, um, and that you know again um, that bears on uh, the choices that they're making and and the specific products that they're buying. There are lots of different advantages that that 
um, eating at home provides. And aside from the emotional satisfaction of feeling like you are eating with your family um, and spending time, you know, spending time at home, and not, um, but there, there's something bigger than that that you're you're not doing something that's packaged, that's processed, um, and so you do have a greater sense of of authorship, of, of control over um, the the food um, that you're eating. Interestingly, Franklin noted that the cost of food or potential cost savings from eating home-cooked food wasn't an influencing factor in consumers returning to their own kitchens. Um, you know, we looked and uh, tried to ask, we asked a question, um, you know, because we were interested in how much of this was financially uh, influenced, and, and we asked. Um, if cost were no option or were 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 not a factor, um, if cost wasn't a factor, which would you prefer: a home cooked meal, dinner at a restaurant, or takeout? And the mo more people picked a home cooked meal than anything else. About forty some odd percent said, uh, uh, forty three percent said stay in and cook a complete meal at home. Only thirty six percent said go out to eat at a restaurant, and twenty one percent said uh, stay in and order food uh, to be delivered. That's if cost is not a factor. So you know there's something beyond money that is bringing people into the homes. And and what we found again, it's this this, uh, this question of like I can con I can control it. I can I can choose the ingredients. I know that it's fresh. Um, and and freshness is really a, a critical uh, dimension there. The difference between um, people who would rather eat at home versus would rather eat at a restaurant is how they prioritize deliciousness and freshness. Um, the people who want to eat at home say by a slight margin that fresh is their top priority. People who eat at a restaurant say that delicious is by a small margin uh, their top priority. So, you know, what does that freshness mean? Well, again, it's not healthy. Um, healthy is, is, you know, fourth or fifth down the list of, of, of priorities. Um, but it's, it's close to that. You know, it's, it's a sense of that they're, they're living a, a clean life, um, even if it's not a healthy life. This, of course, begs the multi-million dollar question, what do consumers mean by clean? According to the study, it means ticking the obvious free from claims such as free from pesticides, which 63% of respondents said was an important food attribute. Likewise, 49% said it was important to them that their food was free from added hormones, and 47% said they wanted their food to be 100% natural. No added sugar is another interesting attribute that came in at 38% of respondents saying that it was important to them and which they are lumping in with the clean food movement. Franklin explained how consumers are making this connection. Low sugar is not as interest, is not as appealing to people as no added sugar. I think that people are comfortable with the natural amount of sugar in a food. Um, but what they're worried about is having, uh, having companies manipulate or uh, change the natural state of food for the sake of making it more appealing or super delicious, that, that, kind, of, uh, that kind of thing. So, um, so the people are not looking to, um, or they're not averse to specific uh, natural food ingredients or natural food aspects, um, they don't, but they don't want to see them manipulated artificially um, in any way, either the, the increase of, of a natural product like sugar um, or the um, elimination of a natural ingredient like fat. As such, Franklin added that free from claims related to natural ingredients 
are much less important to consumers. For example, according to the survey, only 24% of consumers said fat-free claims were important to them, followed by just 20% who listed gluten-free and a mere 12% who said dairy-free was important. Likewise, the study shows that consumers' understanding of clean eating has evolved beyond just these free-from claims to the point that now shoppers are looking for added functional benefits in the ingredients and products that they buy. We're seeing in the diets that people are, are choosing. I think that overall there's less specific, other than sugar, there's less specific um, ingredient aversion um, and a move towards a more wholesome and holistic view of, like, of, of diets. So wh why do I say that? Um, you know, last year when we asked people uh, what diets they were using or were, had used or were interested in, um, the, the ones that, that came to the top were low fat, that was number one, counting calories was number two, and low or no carb, uh, number three. These were all about things that um, are about pulling things out of uh, your diet. Um, now the number one diet be currently being followed according to our data is a high-protein diet. So it's, it's less about what you're taking out and more about what you're putting in. Um, and the diet that had the highest interest, not what would be most widely used, but the, the diet that more people than any other said that they haven't tried it but they're interested in trying it, is a Mediterranean diet. Um, and you know, again, you have a diet here that's, that's not about taking things out. It's about putting positive things in. Um, you know, that uh, was more appealing and more interesting to folks than low fat or counting calories or, or low or no sugar or low or no carb um, by a considerable margin. So you know, what, what can we take from that? It's, it's, um, it, people are looking for the presence of a positive rather than the elimination of a negative. Um, and so, you know, again, that speaks to how uh, marketers can, can talk about the foods that, um, that they're producing and, and selling. Um, it's, less about, uh, it's less about positioning them as not having the bad and more about positioning them as uh, having the kind of good that people want to include in their lives. The rising consumer interest in the Mediterranean diet, which 24% of survey respondents said they wanted to try, also reveals an important takeaway from the research for CPG marketers, and that is consumers choose products not just for physical sustenance, but also to fulfill emotional needs. Franklin explains. The appeal of, of something like a Mediterranean diet um, is that you're aligning with a certain lifestyle that is healthy and positive and funny, um, and you get really excited about that. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't evoke sacrifice. Um, the same way that low-fat or counting calories uh, or no-sugar or no-carb diet, um, those are about taking things out of your life. Mediterranean diet uh, is more about um, putting things back into your life. Taking this lesson one step farther, Franklin added, the, the food that they're buying is, for, if you'll excuse the pun, um, it's one ingredient to the life that they're trying to create for themselves. And so um, as marketers think about how they are positioning and communicating with their customers, um, they, sh they need to go bigger. They need to talk about the overall aspiration of, of the life that they're trying to fit into. Um, and then in thinking at the product level, they, you know, 
clean, simple food is something that is really appealing, something that, that lets people feel that they are in control of their diet and the food that they are putting in, uh, in their body. It's not a new um, you know, this isn't a new dynamic. It's not like everybody was fine with um, you know, seven-syllable uh, words and ingredients on the back of their packages last year, and now it's all, all changed. Um, but these things are, are gaining speed. Um, they're gaining momentum, and it is more and more a priority that people can say, like, I know what this is. Um, I feel good about it, and it reflects the kind of life uh, that I want to leave. And, and, um, and, and again, the thing that I, one of the things that I was most surprised about and interested in was um, the importance of no added sugar as um, as a, a food attribute, something that say, people were, were looking for. Because sugar is not something that's necessarily perceived on its own as unnatural, um, but the idea that the food that they're eating is unmodified un and unprocessed, um, those are things that that are important, and, and I think that food companies who can deliver on that um, and, and give people a sense that um, food that they're eating is is authentic um, and and natural uh, to itself um, are going to succeed. Reflecting on the study's finding as a whole, Franklin says there are three main takeaways for CPG marketers. The first is is think big. Um, that, that you really are trying to connect in with people's overall uh, uh, desire for a certain lifestyle, um, and, and that you're one ingredient to that. Um, but you need to understand um, how you fit into uh, the total picture of the life that they're trying to, to, to live. Um, the second is um, you, I really lean into, uh, lean into clean and lean into fresh. Um, because th those are the attributes that people are um, are really uh, really drawn to, and that speak to the kind of, of life that they're looking to express. Um, and then the third thing is, is don't um, is, is don't fall into the trap that this is all about health and, and healthy life. Um, you know, now and probably forever, uh, the number one food attribute. Uh, that people are looking for their their top priority is that food be delicious, um, and you know they're looking to enjoy their lives, uh, and 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 food is a big part of that enjoyment. Um, and unless um, food manufacturers are able to connect uh, the qualities of their food, um, the the cleanliness, the freshness, um, to to a sense of enjoyment, um, they're gonna they're gonna miss out um, because you know people aren't. They're, they're not looking for sacrifice. They're looking for a better kind of positive lifestyle. And food is, um, can lead the way there uh, so long as it, 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 they understand uh, the values that are shaping consumer choices. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and you'll join us again next week for another installment. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week. <laughs>